0: Thank you for joining us on The Skeptic Psychic. Where we delve into ancient societies, ghosts, the paranormal, UFOs, all looking at it from the perspective of the true believer and from the skeptic perspective. Joining me, my partner, my co-host, my sibling, Kimber Rodriguez. Myself, I am Richard Gregg. And again, let's look into being the Skeptic Psychic. Hi! Welcome once again to the Skeptic Psychic, where we ask the questions uh, that nobody really wants to answer. But well, your host, uh, Richard Greg and with me today is my marvelous, amazing, first-rate, lovely, delightful sister, Kimber Rodriguez. Hey, how are you this week? I'm doing fine. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Just... So... Just, just.
1: Yes, yeah, just been kind of sleepy lately. I don't know why. Mm, it's better than being dopey
0: and doc, or even grumpy.
1: This, this is true. Isn't there a joke about the, the different stages of the flu being like the Seven Dwarfs? You've got your first, you're dopey, and grumpy, and then you go see Doc or something like that.
0: I'm not too sure about that. So. <laughs>
1: I I vaguely remember that from a time at, from a time.
0: So, we are going to be talking today about the wonderful world of auras. Yes. You know, while some believe that the uh, hoodoo territory of the new age hippie type personalities bringing upon the mental image of the hippie trippy girls in homespun skirts, searching for the fairy rings in the woods, burning incense whose home and cluttered uh, are cluttered with crystals. After all, the stereotypical girl, uh, with long flowing hair, living in a caravan with beads and odd attachment to the material and being in touch with the universe can be seen all over and over in books, movies, and at your local rent fair, not saying that rent fairs are bad. Just you can see them there. Tonight we unpacked the, and tried to d- demystify the aura on March 24th we will have Amelia Rivera Dargent 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 yes that's about the uh, spiritual healing and chakras
1: yes so are auras real science or are they just all in the mind and again you know that kind of depends on who you talk to as far as you know it's being tossed around a lot these days But the official definition for auras is the distinctive atmosphere or quality that seems to surround and be generated by a person, place, or thing. Um, So you can say, like, that place has an aura about it, or she radiates an aura of mystery or sadness. However, when it's used in the terms of spiritualism and alternative medicine, it means a supposed a man-nation surrounding the body of a living creature and regarded as an essential part of the individual. So this could be emotional, sp- mental, and spiritual level, and it forms an energy field around the body. The second definition is the one that we're going to be discussing tonight.
0: Just to lay it on the line, uh, is it just all uh, spiritualistic, homeopathic, bunk, for a better word? Go ahead. Let's talk about the and uh, see what you decide for yourself. Auras, according to those who practice it, is a representation of energy. It's a low level. With living things having different levels and types of energy that are attached to us, person, place, or thing. Kind of uh, emotional as well as mental states. You know, whether happy, sad, uh, indifferent, that sort of thing. You can have so many colors. Uh, some yes. people their spiritual best out in nature or listening to music or when they're experiencing their artistic selves.
1: Yes, auras, light, beauty, are more than just skin deep. And depending on the, those balances in our lives or our aura, overall health, it's affected just as our auras are. So many people wonder what an aura looks like. And the answer to that is they actually do come in varied colors. And can be found in nature. Unlike the popular quizzes online, what is your aura? They can actually be more than one color. And it can change depending on your mood or your mental state at that time. So I kind of like to think of it as a mood ring. It's like, oh, well, how are you feeling today? Well, let's look at your aura. So it could be pink and then fade into blues and greens as it goes down your body. Also, a limb could be maybe red while the torso is purple. If you have, like, say, a broken arm or a migraine, that might radiate a different shade or it might be brighter or dimmer, depending on how you're feeling at that point in that area.
0: Right. And go ahead and take a look at the colors that you've just described. Uh, Yellow is a person that's often inquisitive, curious, and keeps to themselves busy with tasks. They would enjoy art baking or sewing, and often focus on helpful jobs, like therapists, physical educators, or even accountants. Accountants? Okay. Mm. They all seem lightly seen as confident, creative, relevant, and uh, relaxed. Relevantly relaxed. Okay. And friendly, but can also be overly critical of themselves. Hmm. Now, green are the most compassionate ones. They have the connections to earth and nature. Over the years, people have called uh, the divine feminine wisdom of Mother Nature. They're innovative and can often exist in their own little realities and love being outdoors. They're social, communicative, and nurturing, which fits because greens are considered to be very loving. They also can be seen as hardworking and the perfectionists. Purple, on the other hand, are creative, emotional, intuitive, and artistic. They enjoy fitness and fun, like dancing. You would find pure purples working as teachers, therapists, writers, musicians, and artists. Purple the color is about dream and possibility. Red are more focused on the material realm. Not that they're into the world of owning things, but they're go-getters. Those who chase after what they want. They're strong, assertive people who are natural-born leaders. It also fits in with pro athletes. They are well grounded, energetic, strong willed, and often strive for honesty.
1: Yeah, when I think of red, I think of you know how you have those successful people and they've always got that red power tie on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's kind of what I think of there.
0: Right. Blue are the exact opposite of reds. Blues don't want to be in the spotlight, they're quiet healers like nurses, teachers, or caregivers. They're intuitive and spiritual, free thinkers who often uh, are curious and gentle with those around them. (laughs) Blues are the communicators and peacemakers who might find it harder to maintain a balance between the minds and the heart. Peach is basically, along with orange uh, and all the other sunset-like colors, are focused on relationships and just having fun. Family and friends are what is most important to them. They're adventurous, thoughtful, and considerate of others. I think that is what the colors are. Yeah?
1: Yes. um, However, here's where we stand a little on its head. The descriptions that Richard just gave, as we said before, are the root colors. These are like the foundations of your house. It's a gist of where you're at or who you are on a regular basis. You can, however, have splashes of the other colors in your aura. Like you can, even if you normally have bluish shades, you can also have splashes of red in there. Now, this doesn't mean that you're suddenly changing from a wallflower to an exertive go-getter who doesn't take no for an answer. Um, it just means that, you know, it's based on your how you're feeling that day, you may be a little more outgoing one day and a mo- little more introverted on another day, but that still doesn't change who you are at a baseline. So the changes that we're talking about are often life changes. These could be like starting a new life chapter, such as a relationship or a shift in career. You can also have something like, you know, a broken arm, or if you have a migraine, you know, that could change your aura and your mood temporarily, but that's not, again, your base set. So all sorts of things can be open to interpretation with this. However, a general breakdown can include that, you know, blues are trust, smart, calm, faith, stable, power, natural, spiritual, loyal, creative, sensitive, kindness, benevolence, intuition, seeking, or moody. Reds could emanate being in love, immediacy, energy, passion, anger, hunger, pain, strength, fear, or ego. Also greens can be soothing, eco-friendly, natural, balance, restfulness. Yellows can be cheer, attention, childness, freshness, warmth. Orange could be health, attraction, standing out. And then purple can be mysterious or arrogance. So as you can see, like, depending on what you're feeling in that moment can change the way you're projecting those tits going through your baseline. And they can even include, like, white, black, gray, brown, pink, or gold. However, white doesn't necessarily mean angelic, which is interesting because I remember I was reading a book. I don't know if anybody remembers the... Time Life series back in the 80s and 90s about the supernatural. Um, and they talked about, like, all these different events with the supernatural. And they had one section on auras. And I remember reading in that book, like, oh, white's supposed to be angelic and spiritual and black is demonic and evil. But, you know, through further research on this, that's not really the case. White can mean also... You know, you're just very calm and you don't really sweat the, the sweat the small stuff. It can also mean that you're confused or overwhelmed mentally. Black can also mean boldness, wealth, power, mystery. Grace can mean depression, sadness, low energy, and also skeptics. So I wouldn't be too surprised if the skeptics out there get, are given off a gray aura. That kind of makes me think that they're kind of, I don't know, maybe because they're skeptic. They're not open to the possibility, so they don't have that brightly lit aura, if that makes sense. And then if you've got brown, it could be indecisiveness or greed. Pink can be tenderness, sensitivity, caring and emotional. And then gold is lavish by nature. So you can think of somebody who's very vain or proud, somebody who thrives on external beauty. And doesn't like their flaws to be exposed. These can also be your extension seekers.
0: Right. Those auras can be uh, interpreted thousands of ways and probably even millions of ways to in a little detail of what's going on at a specific time in your life. Pretty much, if you got the idea about it, you can actually go to somebody and pay them money to read your auras and give you information and advice on how to change the colors or how to work on you know getting the colors cohesive towards positive energies there's a business in india gives you steps to see another person Session's usually about 10 minutes or so and usually putting your uh, hands onto metal plates and your photo being taken price forty dollars most people may have these aura parties you know especially the new age type people as per, say, Glyneth Paltrow. Nothing wrong with her, anything like that. It's just, she's been known to uh, have a few of the parties. And what these uh, photos show looks more like a chalk battle outline around your body. Like you would see in one of the uh, holy celebrations there in India. Capulates foggy color clouds around your head. And a lot of fun doing it. And only a fraction of the cost. Still not convinced about it? Well, might we uh, want to take a peek at your aura itself? When Aura, who make the Aura Cam, has a computer software program that's supposed to be affordable. Basically, when you go to that website, that says contact us for pricing. So, we all know what the people with color synthesis and see colors around people and those with auditory sensitivity music. Scientists out there who believe that those who read auras do the same way. They're reading maybe the difference in temperature on a person's skin, or perhaps a very magnetic reticence emancipating from a person's body. Regardless, it seems what people are reading. Scientists believe there's a logical, neurological, try to say that three times real fast, logical, (laughs) neurological cause for these auras they see. After all, there are reports of seeing the Virgin Mary in tortilla chips or Jesus on a burnt uh, piece of toast. So it's not hard to try to visualize that desire of basses to believe there's something more out there rather than everyday mundane. We're years millennial away from trying to unlock other mental third eye from all the secrets uh, that humans hold. Some people, you know, have already unlocked it. The myth is the fact that we probably use about 10% of our brain. Though science has proved time and time again, we're actually using 100% of our brain, even that gray mass, in that gray mass.
1: Going back to wanting to see an aura, they say that you can actually see somebody's aura. This is through the Times of India website. And what the site says that you do is you. Ask the person that you want to see their aura to stand ten feet away, and make sure that they're standing against either a completely white background or a completely black background. And you want to make sure that the lighting is kind of not too bright, not too dark. Um, Natural light usually works best for this. And first, you focus on their nose and just you know staring at their nose. But make sure that your eyes are relaxed. And you want to be able to see kind of not only their nose, but their peripheral as well. And they say as you continue to stare, you'll start to see a shadowy outline of the person's body. And this will be kind of faint. And you'll start to notice the outline of the person as the aura comes into focus. And... At that point, once you start seeing the aura come into focus, you're going to slowly take your gaze from their nose to their forehead. And by that time, you should be able to see their full aura. It says that the first few times that you do this, you'll only be able to see one color. But the more that you practice and the better you get at it, you'll be able to see those multiple colors that we talked about before. Also, when you first start out, if you blink, that aura will disappear. But again, with practice, um, you'll be able to keep it longer and keep that in vision. So supposedly, according to this website, that's how you can see a person's aura. Going back to that book from the 80s or 90s, I remember it said that if you wanted to see your aura, you could go into a completely dark room. So say like a bathroom or a closet, somewhere where there's no light coming through or no windows. And you hold your hand up against the wall. And I'm not sure if it was like for five seconds or five minutes, but I remember there was a time that you held your hand up against the wall. Now, supposedly once you remove your hand, you'll see that aura formed like a hand shape there on the wall. And supposedly whatever color that hand shape is that's supposed to be your aura. In our research, I did mention this to our researcher, Shauna, and she's Great said that, woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we love her dearly. But I did mention that to her, and she said that she couldn't find that anywhere in her research. So I just find that kind of interesting that, you know, this was a book that was written about-
0: S- Late 70s, 80s, early 80s.
1: Well, 80s, 90s. And, you know, it was mentioned in there, but now- There's no mention of that. So that just kind of makes you wonder how accurate that quote unquote time life book really Mm -hmm. was.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Everybody wants to get those time life books. You know, our grandfather had the time life books that were the Western series. I had a friend of mine that had the civil war series, you know, and then they had the mysteries of the the universe.
1: It was part of that. It was the mysteries of the universe and it would talk about the paranormal ghost, spontaneous combustion. I mean, uh, you it, zoology. It yes. And I even remember the commercial. It's like when part of the ladies there washing dishes and she's like, you know, that she's here washing dishes and over here across the country, her daughter gets into a car accident and she knows is that same moment. And I know they even made a parody of it on, um, how I Met Your Mother. They did a parody about those those books, mm-hmm. and I was very fascinated by those books at my young age and first learning about the paranormal and my obsession with the topic
0: itself. Right. What else can we talk about? Auras. Again, you could probably usually see multi versions of it. You know, uh, like a patchwork type of situation. Mm-hmm. Reds, blues, purples. Blacks, pinks, you know, it's basically trying to read through all of it. What is the dominant feeling? I mean, it can be red, purple, and blue, but with a little shade of black in there. So you would basically tell, oh, you're a very positive person. You just got a little bit of a problem with such and such, you know, and what I could do is I can get your aura into shape. Yes.
1: Well, I do know that the auras are connected to our chakras, um, which we're going to go into next week with Emilia. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they also have to do with like the energy healing, like with Reiki and stuff. Um, I do know we have some of our members who uh, practice Reiki. My good friend Cheryl, who has been on the show before, she does energy healing through Reiki. And so I would love if if she happens to see this or hear about it on the group, if she can verify that for us, that would be great because that's something that I'm not too certain on. And I don't want to say something and then be like, oh, no, you were wrong. That's not
0: true. You know. Right. Right. So, that's what I'm, I'm usually saying, you know, we're not here to, uh, to judge. We're merely just uh, actually passing on the information. We're having a conversation about it. Good, bad or indifferent.
1: Yes. I think we went through everything for this week on our information that we have here on, on Oris. Is there anything that we skipped over?
0: I don't have to explain everything uh, now, do we?
1: Well, we don't, but we've still got a little time left on our time clock.
0: Oh, well, I mean, let's just see. Uh, what's your opinion on it? It means that we're having a conversation. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure. I mean, I, I do believe that, that we do have auras. And I think that, you know, personally, and again, this is just my personal opinion. This is not science. This is not documented as this is what an aura is. This is just what I believe an aura is, but I believe that auras are kind of a connection to our soul or part of our soul, if that makes sense. And I think that that's the, like, the soul radiating from the body. Um, and that, to me, you know, is, is kind of like an outer proof that we do have a soul. Again, that that's just my opinion. Um, nowhere is that written in stone that that's what an aura is, but that's just what I believe it is. Um, what are your thoughts on it?
0: My thought on it is basically it's kind of a external reflection from the uh, the sun's radiation going through our bodies.
1: Ah, so you're going to take the scientific approach. Yeah! <laughs> so kind of almost like a prism? Mm-hmm.
0: We are but, the prism.
1: Yes, but prisms are like a rainbow. They only have seven colors, whereas an aura can be multiple colors that aren't even found in rainbows, such as gold, white, uh, black,
0: brown, Yes, but So it, that
1: kind of like takes away from the
0: prism theory. No, it doesn't because the prism shows actually all the colors. However, it's what we perceive through our own eyes. If you actually run the prism underneath ultralight or black light, you actually see some other colors.
1: I've never heard that, but okay. That's my theory. <laughs> That's your theory. That's true. Again, these are just our theories. But we would love to hear what other people think, what their theories are. And you can message us on our website, info at Or you can also join us on our Facebook group, Skeptic Psychic. You can let us know what your theories are. If you're tuning in right now, you can even type your theory into the comments section and share those with us. And we can share those with the listeners as well.
0: Do we have anybody here with us live tonight on this wonderful uh, podcast? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? Mueller? 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I think he's sick
0: or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, again, next week we will have Amelia rivera Darjit, join us and she'll be talking to us more about auras,
0: chakras, and uh, uh, psychic healing.
1: Yes. And she will be teaching us how we can get our chakras in alignment and, you know, how to tell if our chakras are out of alignment. So I'm looking forward to that one. Right. Again, if you want to hear the replay of this, you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Podcasts are found.
0: How can they reach us on our website?
1: Well, as I had mentioned before, you can go to com or you can fill out our form right there on the website. Also, if you do listen to our podcast through Apple Podcasts or one of the others, we do ask that you rate us
0: five do- stars. One, two, three, four, five. We like so- five. Five is a magic number, not three.
1: Yes, also make sure to leave a review. The reviews help us go up in however their algorithm works. So if people are looking for other podcasts, they know how to find us. And also we do read those on air. I did not say online this time on air, (laughs) we read them on air. And, yeah, we also have some great things coming up in the future that we're discussing behind the scenes. So make sure you stay tuned in for that. And...
0: Yeah, we may be working something about the wonderful land of Oz. Little clue exactly what Oz we're talking about.
1: Okay, you lost me. I lost
0: you. You it's lost me. It's, it's a great land down under. Australia? Yes,
1: Oh, yes. Well, that's in future coming episodes, but I mean, behind the scenes we've got some things possibly in the works as well that we can't discuss yet because nothing's been finalized. But when it has, we will let y'all know, so make sure y'all tune in. Um, If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and hit notifications so you know when we have new episodes going up. Anything that I missed?
0: Hmm... Nothing you missed, but I can give you more wonderful synonyms about you.
1: Well, do we have anything interesting in the paranormal news that we want to share or anything that you've read or heard about going on in the paranormal world that you'd like to share with our listeners before we Uh, end?
0: One of our former guests on the show, I believe it was Ghost Sisters. Yes. Has been doing Facebook Live on the different locations they visited. If you ever want to see what a ghost hunt looks like, for real, go check that out.
1: Yes. um, The Soul Sisters. Yes. um, You can follow them on Facebook or on YouTube and check theirs out as well. And they do some great paranormal investigations. Also, shout out to another guest that we had on the show who's become a good friend of ours, Jason McKean. He has had his book translated to Japanese. So if you know anybody in Japan or you read Japanese or speak Japanese and you'd like to find out more about tarot, um, you can check out his book. Let me go ahead. And and that is the Tarot Wizard. And that is what he goes by. Um, so make sure you check that out. Shout out to Jason.
0: And because we like you. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we love you. We love each and every that we talked about.
1: Yes, we, we love our listeners. We love our guests. Um,
0: All right. and uh, Also off topic for Paranormal, for our kaiju fans, the iconic Godzilla actor, Akira Takarada, died today at 87 years old.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. May he rest in
0: peace. Yes. You probably thought you may have not seen him on the screen, but he was one of the rubber-suited Godzillas.
1: Oh, OK. So, so he was. Yeah, he wasn't like you didn't see his face. He was actually in costume throughout the movie as Godzilla.
0: Yes. He was born in 1934. Well, he actually uh, did play Hideo Ogata in the very first Godzilla film. He reprised it in 56 and in 57 as the same character. Uh, he returned 64 to play Aichiro Saki and Mothra versus Godzilla. Uh, he turned once more 56's Invasion of the Astro Monster, 66 Ibra Horror from the Deep, and in 77 Godzilla, he once more returned Godzilla for the Mothra, playing in Joji Mininano, and then as Notero Diago, Uh, in the Godzilla Final Fours. His last franchise was a Japanese immigrant agent in the 2014 version Legendary Godzilla, which is part of the new MonsterVerse right now. Uh, However, his scenes were canceled.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: He's also known for dubbing the voice of Jafar in the Japanese version of Aladdin, Return of Jafar, and Kingdom Hearts video game
1: mercy would be interested in that that's one of his favorite video
0: games yeah he did dubbing the voices in japanese i just wanted to give that a shout out because i know yes, I... Uh, some, uh, some of our fans are big fans of godzilla as well as the uh, the yes. other kaijus out there so
1: and i know you are as well also goodness i'm sorry i have lost my train of thought oh yes i remember now um i know we've gone through a lot of different topics here on the show. And so, you know, I want to ask our listeners, what would you like to hear us talk about? What are you interested in finding out more about? Um, Who would you like to see come join us on the show? Um, And again, you can let us know, either through our Facebook group or through our email, info at Skeptic Psychic, because we really want to make this show something that is going to keep you coming back each week. So, you know, if there's something, a topic that you are more interested in than what we have covered or, you know, something that we haven't talked about yet that you really want to hear about, let us know and and we can look into getting that on a future show as well.
0: Yes. We love comments and we take them to heart and want you to know that we're working to make you happy.
1: Yes. Even if you want to tell us, you know what, you guys suck. I don't know why I spent the time listening to your show. Still love you. (laughs) We do take that to heart and say, okay, how can we make this better? What can we do to improve on it?
0: Right. That's it for our show tonight. As we sign off, we always like to say unpleasant nightmares.
1: And sweet dreams, everybody. Good night.
0: Good night.